0: Welcome, everyone, to the Grind Podcast. Nipsey Hustle is going to bring us in just a little bit with grinding all my life. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, paid the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. It's time to hit this rail we call life and grind it. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Yeah. Got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life in our last podcast we started john 15 and we left off talking about how jesus well he's talking to his disciples and he tells his disciples he says i am the grapevine you are the branches my father is the gardener and he's going to uh go through a pruning process if you don't if my branches don't produce fruit he's going to cut you off and he's going to throw you away because you're useless and we talked about how uh, that we are to walk according to the Spirit, not according to the flesh. Because when we walk according to the Spirit, uh, the the Holy Spirit produces fruit in us naturally, and we share our fruit with others. and And we talked about how you know a lot of people say, "Oh, I don't know what God's will is for me." And I said it's really this simple: that we uh, we live for Christ, we walk according to the Spirit, He produces fruit in us and we share the fruit we share Christ with others so that they can have the same opportunity that we have and Paul says if, if you're not living according to the flesh I'm sorry if you're not uh, walking according to the spirit you're walking according to the flesh and you're, you're doing your own thing and it says if you're doing your own thing well you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God and then that's when he swaps and he talks about walking according to the spirit and how the spirit produces uh, all this fruit inside of us and we talked about um i share some verses out of luke 9 23 in galatians 2 20 how uh, paul says that that uh, uh my old self has been crucified with christ and it's, he says it's no longer i who live but christ lives in me so i live in his earthly body by trusting in the son of god who loved me and he gave himself for me and jesus had said in luke nine twenty three, if any of you want to be my follower then you must give up your own way, and take up your cross daily, and, and follow me. And I talked. I, I ended the last podcast uh, by talking about just a, briefly about Romans chapter six verses one through fourteen, and how baptism is, is a a great picture of what Paul is describing here of, of our old man being crucified with Christ. He's put in, in uh, when we are put into a, a, a watery grave. Of, of baptism and when when that person whoever baptizes us places us down in that water it's just like being uh the old man is placed in that watery grave and we come up out of that water a new creation in christ and and you can read about that in romans chapter 6 verses 1 through 14 and i, I can i encourage you uh to do so and Paul even says, he, he ends that chapter or that, that passage by saying, use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. And I, I'm telling you, as long as we, we wake up on a daily basis and we tell ourselves and we tell God, uh, use me to, and that's what Jesus prayed a lot. Father, use me to bring you glory. And And, and when we pray that prayer, he will do that. He's going to produce fruit in us, and he's going to give us opportunities to share him with others. And we also should pray for courage to take advantage of those opportunities. Um, In John 15, verses 3 through 8, Jesus tells his disciples, he says, You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. And there's a key word that he mentions over and over and over again in this passage. And that key word is remain. He says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, there's that word again, and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain, there's the word again, in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it's going to be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory. There it is. This brings great glory to my Father. And and, and that's what we want. We, We don't want people to see us. We want people to see God in us. Jesus working through us by the power of the Holy Spirit. We want the Holy Spirit to produce fruit in us so that we can share Him, share our fruit with others and so that God will be glorified. But seven times Jesus mentions the word remain, because he is emphasizing to these men that he is going away. He's going back to heaven. Even though they don't understand it, he's trying to, to, to explain to them what's going to happen here in the next few days. But he is emphasizing to these men that he's going away, and but he would send them a helper, the Holy Spirit. He had just told them that in John 14. He tells them that they can't come where he's going, and so they're starting to freak out on him here. And so he he, he tells them that he's going to be with them, and then through the through the Holy Spirit, but at this point, who knows uh, uh, about these guys? That they're they're so wishy washy, and and so uh, you know we have the complete story. We we see the 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 end from the beginning and the beginning uh, to the end. We we know what happens. Uh, but when this was going on at the time when Jesus is in this room with these men and he's about to go be crucified, they don't know. And they're saying, we'll never deny you. We'll die with you. Is that wrong? Because they, Peter denies him three times. And, and they all deny him because they're all scattered when it's time for him to be to be hung on a cross. Um, so they're full of fear when, when, uh, when after Jesus is uh, put in that tomb. We find them locked in a room because they're, they're just full of fear. They're like you and me. They're ordinary people with all kinds of emotions. They're, they're wishy-washy if you will and that's why jesus tells them hey you are a part of me the vine stay with the vine that's why he says seven times remain in me and i will remain in you no matter what happens in the next several days remain with me and as bleak as it all may seem i mean it's going to get bad you know you're fixing to be persecuted for your faith you're fixing to uh be beaten uh james is going to be beheaded other christian uh, uh men and women are going to be put in prison some will be killed uh, tortured all you know just all kinds of persecution is going to be happening and jesus is saying hey remember this remain in me um, so the persecutions hit. Like I said, they're being beaten. They're being they're being killed for their faith. And at, at that point, because when James was beheaded, if you remember, I believe it's around Acts chapter nine, Acts chapter ten, uh, Peter was next in line. He's put in jail uh, to be beheaded, but uh, it was um, um, the Passover. So it, it, it I think seven days had to pass by. And that's when the angel comes into the prison and helps Peter escape. Um, But Peter was next. And, you know, it would be easy for anybody to jump off his Jesus train if they were fixing to be killed for their faith. And, you know, and and we don't see this too much in the United States. You know, it happens every now and then. Uh, But in other countries, they are are just absolutely persecuted and, and put in prison or killed even for their faith if they if they say they believe in Christ and they're living for Christ I mean the church in in China and other places is underground they're not allowed to have a Bible you know we we have multiple copies uh, just sitting around our house and collecting dust and they they cherish the Bible because uh, uh, they're not supposed to have it and I I remember uh, meeting um, Francis uh, Francis Chan uh one time at a, a, a conference down in florida and, and he told this joke about uh how that he had been visiting the church over in china and how they laughed at the american churches because they said that you don't find that kind of church in the bible you find their kind of church the church is being persecuted uh in in the bible but jesus <clears throat> he's saying look this persecution is coming and you need to remain in me, and I will remain in you, and I will produce fruit through you. And you have to share me uh, no matter what, what, you know, what, whatever comes. And so he says, remain in me, and I will remain in you, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. Because it's the Holy Spirit producing the fruit through us. That's what Paul says in Galatians five twenty-two and 23, the verses we looked at uh, in a previous podcast. Um, and if we're severed from the vine, we don't get the nutrients. And just like those uh, uh, grape vi- those grapevines that my parents had torn off and thrown to the ground, they had been severed from uh, the main vine, so they're not getting nutrients to, to be fed anymore, and, and they die because they're sitting on the ground, withered, withering, and they're dying. And Jesus says, if we don't produce fruit, then that's the Father's going to prune us, and will be separated from the vine. And so we need to uh, remain in Jesus. And that's what he says. Remain in me, I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot produce or you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. For apart from me you can do nothing. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. You know, let's, let's just be real. Life ain't easy. Even if we're following Jesus, in fact, it gets harder because the devil comes after us, Satan comes after us. He does not want us producing fruit for the kingdom of God. He doesn't want people going to heaven because he, he got kicked out of heaven. And so he's going to do everything that he can to discourage us from producing fruit for the kingdom of God. And, and so he, he tries his best to get us discouraged And not focusing on Jesus, but not even being a part of Jesus, but to get away from Jesus. And so we have to remain in Christ. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. And Jesus says, I came so that they will have life and have it abundantly. So I want to encourage you just to hold on. As hard as your life is at the moment, hold on and remain in Jesus because it'll be worth it in the end and so uh we talked about how the coming days are going to be challenging for the these 11 disciples that are left and and the other people that are going to be following jesus as well uh in the coming days and we see that in the book of acts as persecution begins and uh, jesus is saying look i'm going to be crucified but i'm going to come back uh I'm, i'm i'm going to send you a comforter so remain in me, and I'm going to remain in you. And he's going to, he continues this theme in John 15, verses 9 through 17, when he says to his disciples, he says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends, and you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the father told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name this is my command love each other we'll break this down after the break
1: my name is dinah grace hawk and i started a movement of empowerment i focus on revelation twelve eleven, which states that we will overcome conquer and defeat him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and we will not love our own lives even unto death see sharing testimony squashes pride It empowers, it strengthens, it encourages, and it heals. This whole movement is focused on sharing our testimony, our walk with the Lord, how he's using us in this life to empower others to do the same. By doing this, we will overcome anything that this world can throw at us because we are covered by the blood of the lamb. Every week from now till the end of the year, I'll be highlighting a different woman in the ministry and they're gonna share their testimony. Tune in every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern, either on Facebook or Instagram at Dinah Grace Hawk, and you get to be a part of this movement too. I'll see you there.
0: There is no love like God's love, period. And we talked about this on a previous podcast, so I'm not going to go into detail on on that again. Um, But God's love is unconditional, and He loves everyone. Not everyone is saved, But everyone is loved by God. And and Paul says that nothing can separate us from that love. And he tells us that in the book of Romans. And so Jesus tells his disciples, remain in my love. Well, what's the opposite of remaining? Obviously, it's not remaining. It's to, to leave, to go somewhere else, do something else, whatever. Um. People don't want to believe this, or they choose not to believe it. But God gave us a free will, and 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 just like we chose to accept Christ and walk with Christ, we can choose not to walk with Christ anymore. We 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 can choose to leave. We have that choice. We have a free will. And, and people will say, "Well, they just never was saved to begin with." I don't care how you word it, uh, but you have, I have. I I can choose right now to say I'm not going to follow Christ anymore. And I've been walking with Christ since I was 11 years old and I'm 48 years old. And I can choose right now. I don't want to walk with Christ no more. I don't want to walk according to the Spirit. I want to do what I want to do. I want to do my own thing, you know, for whatever reason. And I have that choice and I have that right. God gave me that free will. Uh, But why would I want to? Because Jesus says that if if I'm not a part of the vine, then my nutrients are are are, are not going to be there, and the Father I'm I'm not going to produce fruit, and the Father's going to prune me, and He's going to cast me off, or out, and, and and to be gathered for the fire. And I, I'm sorry, I don't want to choose hell. I want to choose heaven. I want to choose to live for Jesus Christ because I can't do anything without Him. That's what He says. I can't produce fruit without Him. And I want to go to heaven. And I hope and pray that that you do as well. And So we walk according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. Just like Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. That old man has been placed in a watery grave and I come up a new creation. And and though I I stumble and fall on occasions, make bad choices, it's still sin. Doesn't mean I, uh, I won't ever sin again. But I don't live a lifestyle of sin. And, and I, I try to live a lifestyle for Christ, and 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 that that's what uh, we are to do. And so uh, Jesus emphasizes to the disciples to remain in Him. Well, why would He emphasize His disciples to remain in Him if they had an opportunity to opportunity to not remain in Him or to leave? And so. This is the 10th time that he uses this word remain in John chapter 15. And Paul says in Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 through 23, he says, And although you were previously alienated and hostile in attitude, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you. In other words, Jesus has made you friends again with God. That's what reconciled means. He has reconciled you in his body of flesh through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. If, verse 23, Colossians chapter 1, verse 23, Jesus Christ has done all this stuff for for you. He, he He is presenting you holy and blameless and beyond reproach. If, indeed, you continue in the faith, firmly established and steadfast, and not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you have heard, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven, of which I, Paul, was made a minister." I can choose to not continue to walk by faith. I can can choose to not live for Christ anymore and I will be paying the price. There are big consequences that come with that choice. But I have that choice and that's what Paul is saying here. He says, you're holy and blameless before God if you indeed continue in the faith firmly established and steadfast. Well, I don't have to be firmly established and steadfast. I can walk away. I have that choice. I can choose Christ as my Lord and Savior. I can choose to follow Him on a daily basis, which is why Paul said, I die daily. And I can also choose to discontinue my walk with Christ at any time. But why would I want to do that? Why would anybody choose to do that? There are some that do it. But why would anybody choose to walk away from the vine where you get your nutrients, where you produce fruit? Why would anybody choose to... I mean, where are you going to go if you walk away from God? He is everything. And I, I just don't understand why people would do such a thing and make that choice. Why would anybody choose hell over heaven? But they do it every day. It's sad. Listen again to what Jesus tells him, He says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love when you, com- uh, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love. You see, Jesus is our example. He isn't asking us to do anything that He hasn't already done, right? I love you as my Father loves me. Remain in my love. Well, how do we do that? How do we remain in Christ's love? Because remember, it's an unconditional love. There, there's no limitations. There's no conditions. Right on God's love. So, how do we remain in Christ's love? Well, he gives us the answer, and it's something that he did himself. He said, I obeyed my father's commands or commandments and remain in his love uh, by doing so because I obeyed his commandments. Therefore, since I've done this thing, you do the same thing. When you obey my commandments, then you remain in my love. And as I said this a while ago, I hear people say this all the time. I, I I don't know what God wants me to do. Well, right here is what God wants you to do. It, it, it's, it's literally right here in John chapter 15. Remain in my love. Remain in my love. Because he he gives us the commandment in verse 12 uh, through 14. He says, this is my commandment. Here's what I want you to do. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. So here's what God wants you to do. It's really this simple. Remain in his love. You walk with Christ. You remain in Christ's love. And you share Christ. Love each other unconditionally, just like I love You. That's what Jesus wants us to do. It's that simple, even though it's kind of hard. And I encourage you to read 1 Corinthians 13, we call it the love chapter, over and over and over again so you can see what real love is all about. What God, what Jesus wants us to do is this, love each other like He loves us, and that is unconditionally. Matthew tells this story in Matthew 22 through 34, or Matthew chapter 22, 34 through 40. He says, When the Pharisees heard that he, Jesus, had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. They want to try to trap him. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap Jesus uh, with this question. He says, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind this is the first and the greatest commandment love god with all your heart all your soul all your mind that's the first and greatest commandment the second one is equally as important and that's not that's not what the guy was asking he said he wanted to know what's the greatest commandment what jesus just gave him the greatest commandment but he he takes it one step further he said the second one is this love your neighbors yourself He says, the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Love God and love your neighbor. It's that simple. That's what God wants us to do. And that love is unconditional love. Because he says, you're following my commandments when you love like I loved. Out of all the commandments written in the law of Moses, Jesus boiled it down to one. Love unconditionally. Love God unconditionally. Love each other unconditionally. And if we do this, then everything else is going to fall into place. It'll take care of itself. But see, the problem is, we don't love unconditionally. You know, I said this in a previous podcast when we were talking about love. You know, I, I, I guarantee you there's people in your life that you've cut off for, for various reasons that you don't like anymore, that you hold a grudge against. And I hope not. But that's not, because that's not love. That, that's, that's placing conditions on people. Uh, there's people who sit in a, a pew or in a seat at a church who has a brother or sister in Christ that sits on the other side of the church and they, they purposely uh, sit on the opposite sides of the building so they don't have to interact with each other because they can't stand one another over something that happened uh, a long time ago or whatever. And that's not remaining in God's love. Uh, that's not loving unconditionally. That that's placing conditions on that I man. That's not even love at all, really. And so, it's easy to read and to hear Jesus saying, "Remain in my love by obeying my commandments." My commandment is to love each other as I loved you. But it's not an easy thing to do, is it? it it's sometimes very difficult, especially to people. There, I mean, there's just some people that that's hard to love. But I mean, it was the same way with Jesus, and yet He loved unconditionally. And He will help us, you know, as long as we, we're we walking according to their, you know, the, the, the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23 that we shared earlier, uh, the very first fruit that Paul mentions that the Holy Spirit will produce in us and through us is love. And that's unconditional love. Uh, it sometimes would seem impossible to us, but with God, all things are possible. I mean, I said earlier, Jesus is our example. He's always our the ultimate example. And look what he did when he was on the cross. I mean, he he was beaten, uh, despised. He was uh, in so much pain and agony, and he's hanging there in public humiliation. And people are walking by and they're telling him, you know making fun of him, telling him to come down off the cross if he's really God, <laughs> if he's really the Messiah. And Jesus says, Father. Forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. That is love unconditionally. And we're to remain in Jesus by following his commandments. And the commandment is to love each other unconditionally, just as he loves us. Thank you for listening to the Grindit podcast today. You can send any questions or comments to grinditpodcast at gmail.com. Please join us next time, and when a challenge comes your way, just grind it. Life. Been grinding all my life,
1: sacrifice,
0: hustle, pay the price, want a slice. Got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life. I've been grinding all my life, all my life.